So how y'all doing this morning? So y'all excited about the new year? You scared to death for the new year? You don't want to talk about the new year? I'm excited. excited. (laughs) Whether we want to accept it or not, it's here. And it's not going away. Um, Before we get started, I want to pray for a couple of things um, real quick. First, Mr. James prayed for it. We really need to be praying for our country and the decisions that are being made and that everything that's made is in the center of what God wants us to do as a country. We need to be praying for that. And then if you watch the news, and I'm, t- I'm terrible with watching news. I find out stuff days later. But last Sunday morning in a church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there was a shooting in that church. And so that church is meeting today, so we need to pray for them. That as those people walk back in, that they walk back in, know that God's still God. He's still in control. And so, um, so let's pray for those things. And I know there's a lot in our, just within our fellowship of people that are sick and just need to feel the touch of God. So let's pray and then we'll get started. Father, we come to you right now, Lord, just say that we love you, Father, and I thank you for today. Wow, what a beautiful day. Father, right now, right now. I want to lift the officials of our country up. Father, I want to lift our president up. Father, I want to lift up his advisors. And Father, I just ask that you intervene in a way that can only be explained but by you as they make decisions today that will affect generations. And so, Father, I just ask that you guide them. Father, that you touch them. Father, I want to lift up this church in Texas, Father, that was devastated last week when an evil heart walked in. Father, but you're still God. And Father, I ask that this morning as they meet, Father, that they worship like they've never worshiped before, knowing that you're in control. Father, and I know that we have people within our own fellowship right now, Father, that just need your touch. Father, there's families that need to feel your love. And Father, I just ask that even right now, Father, you just guide my words, Father, that you let us see what you have coming for Live Oak Baptist Church in the year 2020. And that, Father, we chase behind you with everything we got to fulfill your plans. Father, we love you. In son's name I pray. Amen. So we are talking about 2020, you know, and last week um, I mentioned that, that I had a real specific prayer and then Donnie had a real specific prayer and we hadn't shared our prayers in that aspect together. And that was to baptize 52 people this year. That's double what we baptized last year. In 1030, we're starting with one this morning that we'll baptize. And so I need you, I need some help. If you're one of my senior adults, raise your hand. You're responsible for 10 people this year, all right? I'm making it easy. I'm putting pressure on you. If you're one of my median adults, raise your hand. There's some of y'all in here. Don't be shy. You've got 10. Young adults, raise your hand. Jalen, that's you. (laughs) Y'all have 10. Youth have 10. How many youth? Melissa, raise your hand. Represent. Mike, this is you. You have 10. Children's ministry, you have 10. I'm going to take two. I'm halfway there. 
<laughs> so see, it's easy. I'm halfway. But when you break it down like that, it's not hard to swallow, is it? Because within a year of each ministry, each grouping in our Sunday school and our church would say, hey, I'm going to take one a month, one a month. Then we've got two months to spare at the end of the year, right? But it's important. It's important. Lives are important. Souls are important. And so how do we get there this morning? That's where we're going to start. You've heard me say this verse a thousand times, and you're going to hear it a thousand more in the next five weeks. Because as I was praying about the new year, you know, and how do we follow what God's calling? How do we have that vision that God's going to give us? We have to start with this verse. And um, in Mark chapter 12, verse, um, we'll start in verse 28. It said, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. And he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbors yourself. There's no commandment greater than this. And we're going to come back to that in a few minutes. But so when you hear that, he's telling us the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. So this morning, we're going to take, over the next four weeks, we're going to take a different part of that, and then we're going to end on loving our neighbor. And so today, we're going to be talking about heart. And the heart's where it all starts. And you know, I like definitions, and so I looked up the definition of heart. The definition of heart is one's innermost character, feelings, or inclinations, the essential or most vital part of something. And then the word all, the whole amount, quantity, or extent of. You know, if you cut my finger off, I could live without my finger. Now, if you cut all my fingers off, it'd be tough for me to drink Diet Cokes, but I could live without my fingers, right? But you can't live without your heart, can you? Your heart has to be, it's essential for pumping blood. And that's why I think that whenever, whenever God started, whenever he said this, he started with heart. We have to get our heart under control and we have to do that. And so, you know, my question this morning is, does our heart break for what breaks God's heart? When we walk this community, when we're driving and we're sitting at the red light in our vehicles or we're sitting in our offices, is what breaks God's heart what breaks our heart? Do we see what he sees? Because if we really did, it would break our heart. You know, this week I've had several opportunities um, to, to be able to share the gospel. You know, if you hang out at Johnny's long enough, that's a prime opportunity to be able to share with people. But then yesterday I was up here and was just walking around and, and, I, and I was picking up, um, and I've got to get me a pickup stick. I was picking up cigarette butts, just picking up paper, just walking and praying. Um, picked up some drug needles and stuff like that in the church parking lot. And so um, I was picking stuff up and this car pulls in and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't planning on, um, I was just hanging out. So I had on my blue jeans, my work boots, had my pants tucked in my boots. I had on my, my, my camouflage jacket because it was pretty airish yesterday morning. Walking around, this car pulls in, and this lady bounces out, and she says, she said, I don't guess nobody's here. And I'm thinking, I'm standing here. She said, I don't guess nobody's here. I need somebody to pray with me. And she said, I was hoping to catch one of the ministers. And I said, well, I'm one of the ministers. I can pray with you. And she kind of gave me a once-over. I said, I can show you my card. 
And she laughed. And so we sat right there on the front steps and talked for 30 minutes. And I had the opportunity to pray with her about some stuff. You know, and her heart was broke for what was going on in her family. And as I sat there and as I shared with her, I was able to tell her, you know, that God will change hearts. But we have to seek him and we have to submit to him. And so whenever you start looking as our hearts breaking for what break, what's breaking God's heart, because it would have been real easy for me to say, you know, Saturday's my day off. I'm just going to pick up these cigarette butts and just act like she didn't pull in the parking lot. But I was seeing how God was seeing. And I saw that opportunity that she needed ministry, that she needed to hear. And so, you know, whenever you think of heart conditions, you know, um, how many here has ever had or been around somebody that's had a heart attack? You know, it changes, right? I mean, because your heart's not quite as strong as it was before. And you're not quite where you was at before. You're not 100%. Now, your heart, you know, will get better. But at first, you know, you're not that 100%. And I believe that there's Christians today that need heart transplants. And why I say that is because our hearts has just got hard. It's not that they can't be fixed, but they've just got hard. And so they, they need to be replaced. We need to have transplants. And so, um, you know, as I was getting ready, how many of y'all remember, um, and I'm aging myself again, remember Kenny Rogers? All right, you remember the song that, that, that he sang about no one want to hold him and no one want to fold him? Y'all remember it? I'm not singing to you. But anyway, do you know how hard it is to find poker chips in Watson and Dunham Springs? I went to Walmart, so I just want to go pick up some poker chips. Well, either we have a lot of gamblers or we have a lot of people don't gamble, so they don't keep them in stock. I don't know. We're going to go with they just don't keep them in stock. How's that? that makes me feel better. So anyway, so we have poker chips, you know. And the phrase, whenever he says, he says, I want all your heart. When you play poker, you go all in, right? You've heard that phrase. You're going to go all in. You're going to bet all your chips. And so, you know, so you have all these different chips. And I don't know what they're worth, but they're worth a lot right now. But then, then we have these other chips that we're going to talk about. Because whenever he tells us he wants all of our heart, he wants all of our passion, he wants all of our desires, he wants everything. So what, what would be on some of our chips whenever we look at them? You know, I cheated. I put, put notes. What about money? How, how many of us money is an issue when we think about it? Some of us, and you're going to laugh, but some of us, our passion is drama. And I'm not talking acting on stage. I'm talking drama. Some of us might be fishing. Nothing wrong with fishing, is it, Mr. Richard? But some of us, it might be fishing. For some of us, it might be family. For some of us, I'm going to get more specific, it might be our kids. For some of us, it might be our job. Some of us might need a job, but some of us are workaholics. We're workaholics. And so for some of us, it's our job that we need to give him. Hunting. Some of us is retirement. Some of us think that because we've hit that age, we've retired, that we don't have to do nothing anymore. We can just coast in God. He don't talk about retirement in here. Some of us, social media. Is a big part of our life. Some of us, online games or just gaming in general, playing video games and stuff. Some of us, it might be gambling. 
Some of us, it might be shopping. My wife says, I have a shopping problem because Amazon Prime is at our house every day. But I don't have to leave to do it. Sports. Phone. They could keep going on and on, couldn't they? But what, God, what does God tell us? He tells us, he says, I want all of your heart. And so what he's wanting is he's wanting us to push everything in and say, God, that's all yours now. It's not mine. But what happens? Some of us, we kind of go through our chips and we put our chips and we just put them in our pockets. I'm just going to hold on to these. I've given him 90%. You know, I've given him 95%. I'm just going to hold on to these. These are mine. You know, God, these aren't going to consume me. But these are mine. I'm not going to give them. God makes that verse idiot proof. He says, I want all of your heart. I want all of your heart. And so what do we have to do? We have to be willing to go all in with him. And so when we go back, if you have your Bibles, um, go back to Matthew 12. Matthew 12 and go into verse 30. And where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, underline, highlight, all your heart because that's important today because this is the launch point for the next four weeks we have to figure out what he's saying and what he means by that we have to be willing to go all in we have to be willing to give God every aspect of our heart you know and so whenever Jesus is reading this whenever he's saying this you know he's not just making this stuff up he's going all the way back into the old testament of our bible he's going all the way back into original scripture into what they call the shema and back in Deuteronomy and this, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Deuteronomy. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. And that's where he's getting this verse from whenever he says this. And I'm actually, I'm going to start reading in verse 17 when I get to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6. Verse 4, Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commands I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. You know, right here, God's telling us these are important to love. These are important. You need to be talking about these verses. And so this, whatever they call the Shema, where it's talking about, that's actually going back. And these people prayed this every day. So think about this with me. What if you started praying Mark 12 every day? If every morning when you got up, you said, God, my prayer to you is I'm going to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, all my strength, and all my mind, and I'm going to love my neighbors. How big would that be for our lives? How big would that be for within our families? How big would that be when we branch out into our workplaces and our community and then into our country? Because if we was all praying this prayer, we wouldn't be deciding today if we're going to war because God would be in control. But we can't get along right here in Watson, much less on an international level. And so whenever you start looking at this and you start hearing what he's saying and he's saying, do this, do this. When you go back and look up, the, the Greek word for heart is cardia 
which means the center or seat of the spiritual life as a fountain or seat of thoughts, passion, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, and endeavor. So the original meaning of that word is the center. Heart is the center, the cardia. That is everything right there. And the Bible teaches us that we're to love God with everything. That we're to love him with everything that we have. But why do we have, you know, and we're going to go into Ezekiel in just a second. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Ezekiel 11. And it talks about a heart of stone. Why do we have a heart of stone? You know, whenever I started looking at that, what, what designates and what means that we're going to have a heart of stone? If you have a heart of stone, it's because you have, you have no feeling for the things of God. If you have a heart of stone, you have no desire to be in God's presence. You're satisfied with your life and, and you have all of God that you want. If you have a heart of stone, your prayer is going to be, come, Lord, but not when it's inconvenient to me. If you have a heart of stone, you're going to say, that, oh, you're going to have trouble with love and forgiveness. You're going to have trouble forgiving. How many of us have trouble forgiving people and loving people if we get real honest? It's hard work to chase after God. You know, because you have to work at it. Because there's things that's going to happen in your life and you're going to say, you know something, God? I I'm going to give you all these chips, but forgiveness. Because you don't know what that person's done to me. God, you've never walked in my shoes. God, I'm not going to give you all my chips because I'm going to hold on to this one about love. Because I really, really struggle with loving my wife today. Not my wife. I got the perfect wife. But I know some of y'all might struggle with loving your wives or your husbands. Or your kids. You see how we start slowly pulling these chips back out and putting them in our pocket. And that's not what he calls us to do. You know, many of us would rather be entertained than convicted. Think about that. Many of us would rather be entertained than convicted. In Ezekiel chapter 11, and I'm going to start in verse 17. It says, therefore say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will gather you from the nations and bring you back from the countries where you have been scattered. I will give you back the land of Israel again. They will return to it and remove all its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. But as for those hearts who are devoted to their vile images and detestable items, idols, I will bring down on their heads what they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. You know, he's telling us, he's saying, look, I will give you a new heart. I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. I'm going to give you that heart that you need. But you have to get rid of these idols because these things, what he's telling us that we're holding on to, they're idols. If we put them before him, they're idols. And he's saying, you need to get rid of those things. They're detestable. I don't want them around me. I don't want to look at them. You need to get rid of them. You need to have a new heart. We need to have a heart transplant. So what happens to our hearts? How do we get there? Because of compromise. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by compromise? Because what used to be wrong no longer, no longer seems bad. Let's think about the things in our life. What are the things that used to, you just didn't speak about? What are the things that used to, whenever they would happen, you'd go, hmm. 
And now you just kind of go, whatever. It's because we've compromised our hearts. And as we compromise, it gets harder. You know, one of the things I was thinking about, it's almost like that parent that always gives in to the child rather than discipline the child. Have we seen that? Are we that type of parent? Didn't happen at 30994 Highway 16. Or whenever I was growing up, it was Route 10, Box 246A. You know, they didn't look the other way. Compromise is just another way of saying backsliding. I was reading, I run across this um, illustration. It said, sitting majestically atop the highest hill in Toledo, Spain, was the Alcazar, a 16th century fortress. In the Civil War back in the 1930s, Alcazar became a battleground when the loyalists was trying to oust the nationalists who held the fortress. During one dramatic episode of the war, the nationalist leader received a phone call while in his office at Alcazar. It was from his son who had been captured by the loyalists. The ultimatum, if the father didn't surrender Alcazar to them, they would kill his son. The father weighed his options. After a long pause with a heavy heart, he said to his son, then die like a man. Because he knew he couldn't compromise. He knew he couldn't give up. Well, you know, today I want to tell you that as your pastor, that I want to die like a man for God. I don't want to compromise. I don't want to back up. I don't want to go to my death with regrets of how I didn't live for him. But also along that way, what I'm telling you is your pastor, I'm not called to tickle ears. You know, that statement that I made a few minutes ago that people would rather be entertained, you know, that's not going to happen here. Sure, I love the worship and I love the music and I love God's word, but if we're not being challenged, if we're not growing, then I'm not doing my job. Donnie's not doing his job. There's times that whenever we sing worship that God breaks my heart during just the worship because I realize I'm not living like I'm supposed to be living for him. And so we can't have a heart of compromise. What else hardens our heart? Is we just get complacent. We get complacent in our walk. We get complacent in our service to God. And we just sit back. You know, I run across something else. It said everybody waited for somebody to do what needed to be done. Anybody could have done what needed to be done. So everybody waited on somebody to do it. Nobody wound up doing what needed to be done. Does that make sense? Live Oak Baptist Church does not want to be that church. We know what needs to be done. We need to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, all our mind. We need to love our neighbors. And when we capture that, then we're going to be world changers for him. When we capture that, 52 is going to be a launch point for baptism. When we catch that, we're going to have to have help because my arms are not going to be able to sustain dunking people underwater all day long. When we really capture that, when we really capture that, is I'm going to be calling Beth Jones at Live Oak High School and say, I need a football stadium to hold church service today because we can't hold it. And I'm not scared to make that phone call, I'm telling you. But that's how big my God is. But we have to be willing to sell out to him. We have to. But, you know, what else hardens our heart? Sometimes um, it's just condemnation. Sometimes it is Christians that we live a beat-down life because we live in guilt. Because God's forgiven us, but we haven't learned to let go of it. And so we'll just live beat down, beat down, beat down in our heart. I start getting hard because we really are not walking with God because we think we don't deserve him. 
So we need to have that heart of flesh that he talks about whenever he says, he says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. God's telling us, I'm going to do a heart transplant on you if you want me to. I will do that. And when we have that heart of flesh, what's going to happen? All at once, we're going to get excited. It's going to be exciting for us to show up on Sunday mornings. It's going to be exciting for us to sit on the steps and just tell people as they're coming through the parking lot about Jesus. It's going to be exciting for us to walk through Walmart and tell people, look, you need to know about this God that I love and that I serve. It's going to be exciting for us to do that because our hearts are going to be fresh. They're going to be vibrant. They're going to be pumping hard because it's going to be God's heart. But are we willing to take that chance? And what do I mean by that? Are we going to be willing to take these chips and whatever, put whatever you want on your chip? Because there's, I could, there's a hundred chips up here. I could have wrote a hundred different things that goes back to the heart. Because every one of us has that different thing. Every one of us has these different little chips that we're going to hold on to and we're going to put in our pocket. And we're going to go through life and we're going to go and we're going to go and we're going to say, well, God, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. But I'm still holding on to the part of my heart that I'm passionate about making more money. Hear my heart, there's nothing wrong with money. But when we put it before God, it becomes a problem. Anything that we put before God becomes a problem. You know, and you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a hundred times or a thousand times, I struggle with my hobbies. It would be real consumed for Johnny Morgan to get, um, real easy for me to get consumed with them Labrador Retrievers in that pen at the house. It would be real easy for me to spend hours on the phone talking to different people about breeding and, and, and competitions and all that. So I have to be careful because I know what's on my chip. And I know what I give God when I give him my chip. And so I have to keep it all in. So right now at Live Oak Baptist Church, when we start looking at 2020 and we start looking at what's coming, we're five days in. We've got an extra day this year, don't we, in this leap year? So we've got a whole extra day on us. So you've got an extra day on the numbers I gave y'all earlier. How are you going to choose today? I'm right there with Scott. I don't make New Year's resolutions because I flop. I flop. But what commitment would you make today? Would you make that commitment to say, God, I'm going to love you with all my heart today, January 5th, 2020. Who would have thought we'd be living in 2020? That just only, whenever I was in high school, that just seemed like forever. I'm kind of like one of those memes I saw. You know, I'm, I was expecting to see the Jetsons flying around in cars by 2020. <laughs> we still on four wheels. But today, today, are we willing to say that on January 5th, 2020, at 8.52 a.m., I'm going to give God all of my heart once and for all. Once and for all, I'm going all in. Everything's in, God. I don't want nothing. I'm not putting nothing in my pocket. I'm not holding on to nothing. God, I'm giving you all of my heart today. God, there's, if I need a heart transplant, jerk my stony heart out and put me a new heart in. God, today, today, I'm going to start living for you. 
God, today with my new heart and my fleshy heart, I'm going to be excited about you. Is that where you're at today? Some of us might be there. Some of us might be needing to start with our heart transplant. We need to surrender to him once and for all. We need to say, God, forgive me. God, I want you to become the Lord of my life. And for some of us, we need to walk through those waters. And we need to show the world, I'm a new person. My stony heart's gone. I have a new heart. 